What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Chasing Daylight podcast. We've got a great show for you this week. There is a ton to talk about in the golfing world right now, mainly because there is a ton going on in the golfing world right now. The American Express just wrapped up in Palm Springs. Tour is staying in SoCal and going over to Torrey Pines, where John Rahm is the odds-on favorite, mainly because of what he did last year at the U.S. Open. We covered all the other events that took place, Harry Hall is playing out in the Bahamas and back-to-back Corn Ferry events out there. Covered all those along with the other events that took place. Got into the Vegas segment, did our little look at this Instagram before that, but then we got into a little, you know, has golf grown too much rant? And uh, I had some fun with that. Probably not the most popular take, but it was it was a great conversation. So stick around at the end of the show for that. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Let's get to the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Chasing Daylight Podcast. Got Joe, Jeremy hanging out tonight. How you guys doing, fellas? Doing good, man. How you doing? Real good. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's throwing up the the shocker. Oh no, they're not the shocker. What are they? What What's are they? The horns, bro. That? The horns. Hook 'em horns. You Texas? No, guy? no, 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 no. no. Just, you know that's devil. Devil stuff. Devil stuff. Okay. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the show. Uh, This is the Chasing Daylight podcast. We like to just talk golf. And so that's what we're going to do. Let's get into a little bit of the golf that we played this past week. Um, I seriously screwed up. I was supposed to play with Eric on Wednesday while he was in town. And um, he scheduled his tee time in advance because he's an out-of-towner and he can do that. <laughs> and let me know when their tea, their tee time was and I was supposed to call and schedule that. <laughs> and I didn't. Big old snafu by yourself. Oh, and, and Rio's my favorite course in town. I love playing Rio Seco. Eric had never played it before. Uh, we were playing with his buddy, Rob and Jeff, who I've not played with yet. So I was really looking forward to it. I just came off that great round with the new irons and, uh, couldn't go play golf. Yeah. Did so Eric uh, follow you on all the socials. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, su- not surprised if, if he would have, but no, no, he didn't. He's like, you fucked up. I'm surprised said, yeah, that was I, his I, first I, time playing there. That's what I said. Um, but you know they don't hang out in Henderson a lot when they're here. they're down yeah. on the strip and play places that Jeff can get them on. So um, you know he likes to go out to Paiute and TBC Vegas. So, but uh, he did come hang out with us at Five Iron, so that was cool to see him mm-hmm. uh, for a little while. Um, and then um, my family decided everybody else is doing it. Why not us? Let's get COVID. Yeah, COVID Eric Canyon. Covadera Canyon has uh, has been the homestead for the the last week. Um, not into all the quarantine and everything, but uh, we did it. We stayed home. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. Uh, both kids tested positive. Wife tested positive. Nice. Um, I'm I'm not working. Don't have a a, a job that uh, I have to clock in and out on. So uh, no need for me to go get tested. But considering everybody else had it. And I felt like shit for a week. Um, I'm pretty positive to say that I was uh, positive, uh, positive as well. 
Um, hey, but now I, you're done. Joe, you got the you got the antibodies. You're probably good for at least I, a year. I it, probably three months. Probably three months. <laughs> <laughs> the way this thing is going. Until Joe Optimus Prime it. comes out, the new variant. <laughs> the the new variant, yeah. The the super omega. <laughs> yeah. Um Joe was talking about the brain fog that you have, and that's what has messed me up for the last four days is I just can't feel normal. I just I'm just my head is just I was telling Joe, I said, it feels like somebody thumped me on the head and stuck a fishbowl on me, and it just, it won't go away. So Sounds like a good spot for the new soundbite. <laughs> as erratic as you are mentally. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a, a great line from Joe last week. Uh, when we were talking about my game, uh, <laughs> and uh, Jeremy sent me a message. He's like, dude, we have to get that soundbite. So uh, if you didn't hear it. As erratic as you are mentally. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe talking about my golf game. Uh, I am just, you know, a little bit erratic mentally. So, um, so yeah, I, I've been hanging out. I've been watching. I, I finished Cobra Kai. I finished uh, Wheel of Time. I finished, um, what else did I finish? Uh, something else. Peppa, uh, Peppa Pig. Uh, finished Peppa Pig a couple years ago. Um, started Ozarks and uh, tried watching The Eternals, but I fell asleep twice. So that's been my week. Um, did get up enough energy one day to go redo the garage. Uh, got it all set up now to be a little bit more efficient for getting some work knocked out instead of it being a tight little space that I got to small area to move around in now i have it's wide open and and i got some more shelving today so that'll be up and running really good but let's get into some golf uh you guys teed it up out at prim yeah um prim if anybody's not aware is actually in california we claim it as a vegas course because it's only 20 minutes away down the 15 on your way to california it's a fazio design course and History says that Fazio built that in California because Steve Wynn kind of blocked him from building anything else in the valley because of Shadow Creek. Mm -hmm. um, so he said, fine, I'll go across the street uh, pretty much and built two courses out there, desert and lakes, two completely different styles of golf, but both very much Foz designs. Joe being the, the Foz expert, um, how was how was the lakes course? It was it was good. Um, I had heard that it wasn't it was like in rough shape, and it, it's it's kind of in rough shape. But I don't I don't think we really minded it all that much, other than the patchwork Pangea greens that we played on um, looked like Pangea they were greens. doing like different grasses <laughs> on just a couple, and it wasn't all of them. But they were the greens were pretty quick and running pretty well for the most part. A lot of freaking Mitch's revenge pins that were impossible to to hold at or even get putts into. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Me and Jeremy were talking about it, and I think we were on I don't I don't remember the hole, maybe six or seven. And he's like, "Man, this is a great shot." And then the next one, we get to the tee box, and he's like, "Man, this is a really cool shot." And it just, I think it made us realize how many fun shots are out there, like how many cool tee shots approach shots it's 
it's an awesome course. I would love, I mentioned it to Jeremy, I would love to see it like primo, shadow, uh, pristine conditions. Uh, yeah. I've seen it in pretty good conditions, but man, that place is just, it's so much fun. It's, you can be so creative out there and the, I just love that place. I don't really care what the shape is. It's so much fun. You know what I wish, and this might not be a popular opinion, but I wish they would scrap the desert course and just focus 100% of the time on lakes. I was going to, I was actually thinking that. I, I mean, I because, do like desert. It's fun. It's the greens are incredible. The The bunkering and the approaches are so awesome. But man, if they just had, I don't know if it's a money, it's probably it's a money probably thing. It's probably a money thing. But man. Yeah. Lakes has the most potential of any course. I they think, could totally I just plow that and, you know, pull up all the irrigation and use it for spare parts <laughs> and and uh, just focus 100% on that. And yeah, I agree. I don't think it gets, it doesn't get a lot of love. It's like an afterthought for most of us in Vegas, mm -hmm. I think. Like if you can't find a tea time anywhere else, you think you're like, oh, well, let's check Prim. Because we, we were like the, probably like the third tea time, I would think. And we got there and nobody, there was no cars. And really? Yeah. And there was, I mean, there was two cars and it was the people that worked there. Like the, the outside services guy and the, the pro shop dude was like, oh, you guys are early. Like we're 45 minutes early. Like we got to warm up, yeah. you know, I don't know. And bad service at the bar. But I just think that it's just. It's got to be a money issue. It's got, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. It's one of my favorite after round hangouts is on the patio. You know, watching people tee off on 16. Uh, it's coming in on 15 teen off. It's, it's, it's a really cool atmosphere. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a great vibe, but it sucks that it's far away. So not a lot of people go to it. But if, if you, if you're coming to Vegas and you're looking for, you know, anytime you go somewhere and you're like, oh, where are the locals? What's a what's some what the locals know about that nobody else does? Uh, check out Prim. I mean, it's not going to blow you away. It's not going to be like something that you go home and and tell all your friends like you have to go to Vegas to go to Prim. But if you're looking, like you guys said, for some excellent shot selection, some some great you know holes, it's it's a it's a great course. Yeah, and you know another thing is is the pace of play is always pretty damn good out there uh it granted we played in like four hours which felt like a little long um i mean it didn't really but for our time and we we just had a snafu at the bar like took a while to get some beers but um the pace of play is always really good out there and it's a hell of a deal i mean i don't think there's anywhere else you can pay 50 dollars in town to get that type of like shot value on a Sunday morning that shot value anywhere else for 50 bucks agreed valid points and that practice area is pretty sick top three easy minus minus the putting greens because the putting greens have always been trash there yeah they're like Was quilts it? actually the yeah <laughs> <laughs> the practice green was not bad other than one spot that looked like uh they got some bad um quilting material and didn't finish the quilt <laughs> <laughs> that's incredibly accurate it's a quilt it some of the greens were quilts yeah number were they like it on the course as well or number eight 
was I think the worst we saw. It had like I had to go through like three different types of grass on my butt. <laughs> One was like bumpy. I mean, it looked like like Frankenstein. <laughs> like that was someone took a bunch of different skin your... types and they like stitched them together. <laughs> you know, that was after your miraculous through the tree shot. <laughs> that was before. That was before. Actually, I did. Was that on? Wasn't that on eight? No, that was sixteen. No, fifteen. Well, okay. But I did have I to hit through the trees on that one too. <laughs> I was in the trees a bit. <laughs> well, you started. I, I was looking at you on eighteen birdies. You, you started off on fire, hitting all the fairways. Yeah, yeah. It was just putting. Was I just I couldn't read them. Okay, so let's talk about that. So when we played at Revere, you had the Olsen in the bag. You putted pretty well with it. It's got one of the Polar BGT shafts in it. Yeah. You, I thought you putted really well with it. You brought it to five iron and you putted well mm, at five iron. I mean, it's no. sim golf, but yeah. um, so you took it out again. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone for a while. <laughs> but I'm saying you—that's what you putted with it. Yes, Brent. yes, yes. And and so what happened? Because it wasn't good. I just think I was like noticing the weight of the head more. I don't. I don't. I don't think the head is heavy enough for me. That's it. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I hit some decent putts. It could have just been me reading the greens terribly because there was a lot that I just barely missed. Yeah. But now he didn't. He didn't putt like normal Joe. That's for sure. No. Yeah. I mean, what did what did you putt with, Jeremy? I, I know the same doing. Scotty I've been using for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the feel of that that putter is just off for me. And and to be fair, at Revere, I putted really well in the first nine, not not the whole round. So I don't know. But the strokes gain is back in the bag for strokes gain for back a, in the bag. for a very for a while for sure. Did you get it? You got it away from Theo? Okay, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, I have to hide all my shit now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a nut, man. My goodness. Yeah. He's that video at Five Iron was hilarious because he turned around and looked like, what? Yeah, Bob mentioned <laughs> that. I was like, I, I noticed it. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is he doing there? And Bob was like, was he asking Jake for another picture? I was like, wow, that's <laughs> that's really funny. That was like perfect. <laughs> but yeah, come on. We went over there and yeah, he had fun for forty minutes and then started running around trying to get in all the bags and jumping all the bays. But that was fun. Oh jeez. Was Sean there? Did you see him? He was in a he was in a lesson. Um, kind of saw him, but then I once we were done, he wasn't there anymore. I didn't notice him uh. around. But Shay was over there, like helping Theo tee up balls, and they gave him a little toddler set, which I didn't know they had. Yeah, it was fun. Right on, right on. Okay, so um, we got this week. Anybody got anything the next couple of days? I got I got Legacy coming up on Thursday. Jeremy, do you know if you're going to be able to make that or not? Uh, it's still out for debate. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Manu, one of the VGM members, invited us out to go play there. Uh, haven't played Legacy since we played it with the Frozen Greens last year, so uh, looking forward to that. Haven't freaking touched a golf club since last week, so uh, need to go get some swings in. I'm a little, little tight, a little tight, but uh, and then... 
Joe, where you got what do you got this weekend? Uh, playing snow on Saturday with um, Julian, Trey, and Glenn, and then um, we got a friend's kid's birthday on Sunday. So I booked four at Desert Willow. If you guys want to play, if not, no big deal. But I don't know if I'll have enough time for a, an eighteen hole course. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to try and join you on Sunday. Um, Saturday, I don't think I got anything going on. I got the, the kids got some uh, theatrical performances, so that's what my day is going to involve. Dude, Desert Willow is a ton of fun, man. I haven't been there in a long time. Oh, it is. It's so much fun. And, you know, I'm uh, trying to figure out my wedges right now. I noticed I was... I'm spinning the ball a ton with a 50 degree and my gapping is off right now because it goes, I go from 44 with the pitching wedge to 50. So I got a six degree gap there and that's, that's just too much. And so, um, I found, I forgot I had, uh, one of the Nike old, uh, wedges that I used to play before I have that bent to 48. It was 49. Um, so I shafted that up and I'm going to test out a 48 in there just to see if I can close that window. Cause right now that, you know, my pitching wedge is my 115, 120 and the 50 used to be right around my hundred, but it's a lot less than that right now. And I'm just, I'm spinning the hell out of it. I was getting 11,000 spin on the 50 degree, which I mean, it's not crazy, crazy high, but for me that I don't swing it, as fast as some other people do, um, that's a lot of spin. A lot of spin. Yeah. So, uh, perfect time for Willow to come up. Yeah. So, um, in in the news, a couple things going on. Uh, the PGA show takes place this week in Orlando. Um, I've been a couple times. It's an absolute blast. Have no idea what it's going to be like with COVID because I. If I recall, I don't even think they had it last year. Um, it may have all just been virtual. I don't think they did. Um, yeah, a lot of the big brands have pulled out from the PGA show. TaylorMade stopped going a couple years ago. Uh, I think a lot of the, uh, the brands are realizing dropping that big of a nut to promote products that your customers are going to buy anyways is just a huge waste of money. Um, it's, a, it's a blast. I love seeing everybody. I love talking golf with everybody. You could walk around that convention center for days and still not see everything. Uh, the demos are fun. Seeing all the new products is, is amazing. It's a great, great place to network, but I think it's kind of gotten away from what it is intended. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, Neil Roars uh, potentially maybe going down there. And a couple other people I know they're going, so uh, we'll get some reports from people that let us know what it was like. Um, one thing that's going to be there is Wilson and their new Triad Vol. Uh, talked about this last year as soon as I found out about it. Um, Wilson is doing something different with a golf ball. And Frank, the Wilson golf ball guru, is uh, you know pretty proud of what they've done so far. Um, so with this ball, there's something from an article that I read today. It said, in order to get a higher inertia in a three-piece urethane-covered ball, Wilson looked at the core. The USGA has a weight limit, so you can't add weight. But to increase inertia, you're looking to move weight outward. 
To do that, we took weight out of the inner core and moved it into the thermoplastic mantle layer to make the density of the mantle layer the same as that of the core and cover. This moves weight outward, raises moment of inertia, and balances the ball because each layer has the same density instead of three different densities. Um, people were saying, shouldn't that make the ball slower? And according to Frank, uh, the core of the ball has a f has fillers that do not contribute to speed, but are there solely for the purpose of getting the weight up. We took out some of those fillers, essentially taking out the deader material in the core. The more rubber rich you can make the core, the more you get velocity, the more velocity you get out of it. In this instance, less weight in the core does not adversely impact speed. Um, so the triad is a 85 compression golf ball. Not sure where it's going to fit in the world of, you know, performance, distance. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Um, this is one I'm really curious to see what my golf spy does with because they're really digging in and, and bringing to the forefront all the, the golf ball tech. Um, so this is something new. Um, be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about it. That's all you got. Are they going to have wow. a map finish again? <laughs> no, not in this one. Not yet, at least. Yellow. Um, but the the uh, the uh, staff ball, it, it's a good golf ball. I, I've been playing it for a while. Um, you know, now I'm playing the Srixon. Really happy with the Srixon. But that Wilson staff, the, the R1, the matte finish, it's a really good golf ball. And Wilson's been around for a long time, and you know they they are the they develop their golf ball. It's it's not you know a, a warehouse somewhere else. I mean everybody does that, but but they're definitely um, like working on their balls. Like they're really gung ho yeah, about it right now. It seems like they're at least. they're trying things that I think other brands aren't. I mean Taylor made they you know they put a paint scheme on the ball uh, with the the picks balls. Callaway with the you know the red and blue lines. Uh, they're triple not, track. Let's get triple track. Thank triple you. Sorry. Track. <laughs> triple track. Um, so there there's not a lot innovation that they're doing with the ball. You know the, the changing layer sizes and cover sizes and and you know softness and everything. But this is something different. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm curious about it for sure. Absolutely. An 85 compression, I mean, it's not soft. It's not firm. You know, it's not at the 108 like some of the the premium balls are. But, you know, at 85, we'll see. We shall see. Um, and then we want to announce uh, we have a new sponsor for the podcast. Uh, we're going to start doing our promos with them next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, should we say who it is? Or we should just tease it. And Let's just tease it. I mean, so. Okay. You can you can chase a lot of something at Desert Willow. That's what I'm excited about. Okay. I like that. That's a good tease. Yeah. That's a good tease. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> um, stay tuned next week for that. And we're uh, excited and looking forward to working with this brand. So next week, big announcement. Um, so this week, golf that took place. Um, let's... Let's talk about the Bahamas. Harry was in contention for two days, then kind of just played some just average golf for him. Uh, ended up a top 17, I think, for that event. But uh, Ash K. Bathia 
won the Bahamas Great Exuma Classic at fourteen hundred. Is that how you say his last name? Can Can you say that again? Nope. <laughs> you want to hear what I say? Ba- hit the little rewind. Bathia, Bathia, Ashkabadia, Ashkabadia, Ak Akshehe, Bathia. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I said. <laughs> did, did, did I just go way too fast to because uh, I knew I was going to screw it up? Probably, maybe. Actually, Bathia. Um, I don't even remember how to say it. Bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking Batia. at it, and it's still actually Batia is how I've yes. heard it said. Batia, yeah. Batia, not Bathia. No, Bathia. Bat Haya. Akshay Batia. Played really well. Yes, played really well. Congrats to him. One of the youngest Corn Ferry Tour winners ever. Uh, Had a girlfriend on the bag, which caught a lot of press, which then caught a lot of Twitter heat because a lot of the girlfriends that caddy for their boyfriends that are out there grinding are like, hey, this happens every week. (laughs) Um, It's not the great revolution coming forward. Uh, You look at all the mini tours across the country. Girlfriends are caddying for their boyfriends all the time. So, but I mean, f- it's for nineteen-year-olds, that's pretty crazy. They, they made took it her to sound, the Bahamas. They made it know? sound like it was some like random girl that slid into his DMs and was yeah. like caddying. Hey, can I caddy for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was like, you're kind of hot. Sure. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure that's his girlfriend. But you yeah. Know, yeah, maybe people do choose random people on Instagram yeah. DMs. I'm sure it happens. I, I mean, that would be kind of fun. I don't know how well your golf would go, but yeah, yeah, good for him though. It's, I mean, yeah. it's it seems like it's been a, he's only been playing pro for what a year, a year, year and two, a half, yeah, but maybe there's been a lot of hype around him. But I'm glad he finally got the first. Yeah, one. well, I'm I'm glad he's playing in the Corn Ferry and succeeding there instead of you know the sponsors exemption route that a lot of these guys are taking. Well, that's what he did last year for the most part. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's nice to see him go down and you know earn your earn your spot. I like it. Um, Daniel Kang, she won the LPGA event, Tournament of Champions. Um, I, I really wanted to watch more of this, but there was so much going on um, here at the house. I didn't get a chance to turn it on because it was the LPGA playing against the LPGA. Then you had the uh, celebrities in a Stapleford event, and. Or I don't know how they was it Stableford? Yeah, doing the points. Yeah, and um, Yana played with Annika, mm-hmm. which yeah, I mean, what an experience for her! Awesome. You know, she wins. She wins the junior tournament last week, which got her into this with a and then hole you get to out, play with, which was sick. yeah, a hole out eagle, yeah. which in a I playoff, mean, awesome. And uh, then you get to play with Annika for four days, you know, and she lost. She came in second in the pro am. So I mean, hell of hell of a week for for Yana. So that's pretty exciting for her. Uh, Thomas Peters won the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. Uh, Miguel and Hel Jimenez uh, won the Mitsubishi Electric Championship. And then yesterday, Hudson Swafford at twenty three under won the American Express. This is something that I watched a ton of because it was on and I, you know, love the Palm Springs area. And since we've been frequenting it, frequenting, 
yeah, since we've been going there a lot. Um, and uh, it, it was fun. It was a fun tournament to watch. Yeah, it was. The I like that they're finishing on the stadium course now. It's it's a lot more challenging. Uh, Pete Dye gets a lot of love. The the way he designed that course was it's just remarkable. That 15, 16, 17, 18 stretch is outstanding. Well, me and Jeremy um, talked about it a little bit this weekend with Dan, and we're just because Dan was out there a bit mm-hmm. um, watching his buddy Kyle. Um, but watching it this year. I don't know why it was different, but it, it looked like the course looked like so much more fun to play to me this year. Like it looked like it'd be a blast to play that. Yeah. How much uh, PGA Tour Live did you guys watch? Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched a ton. I watched all of Saturday morning for the most part. Wow! Really, really impressed with mm-hmm. them now that they've got the four channels and you can. I mean, there was something on all the time. Still a piss ton of commercials, which I get, but at least they do the playing through and you can still see what's going on. Um, it was fun to watch uh, 16 and 17, the featured hole, watching people hit into that. Man, that I really want to play it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. me, me too. It looked like so much fun. I, I'm, the one thing about the PGA Tour Live is, I don't know if since it's an all new crew, like they look to be like a little slow on things. I mentioned this to Jeremy the other day, like some names will stay too long and it's like a different player and the, the name from the previous person is still up there, but still there. Yeah. the coverage is, is a, is a lot better and it's, they, they're doing a great job. I think job. they're showing more golf. Yeah. And they think they're showing more golf. They're going to, when they get this dialed in and figure it out, it's going to be, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. Even though this was the third PGA Tour Live of 2022, this was the first one that they did all the, the way that it's supposed yeah. to be with all the feeds. And so now I'm looking forward to this week. Are we going to get to see some of the North Course? Because we never get to see the North mm-hmm. Course. The South Course is the star. Right. Everybody knows that. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the North Course when we played there. So I'm, I'm curious to see if the North Course gets some love. I would think so. But uh, how about that? I mean, I had Zalatoris with my pick. He was right there in it. Um, There was, what, eight guys at one point at 19 under when the leader was at 20. It was, I mean, a bunch of the new young kids up there. uh, Just some really great golf. It It was fun to watch, and I'm glad Mr. Swafford got the W. Well deserved. Uh, after a bunch of people were were lighting it up, Dan was yeah, saying. I like, had. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I had Swafford in my uh, picks. Ooh. You did. Until, uh, yeah, I, and then I add them all up, and I'm like, okay, I want to stay under this amount, so I took him out. Oh, I man. regret that deeply. Oh. I yeah, I had a well, I, ticket I, I on had, Harry. I had Z. Harry Higgs, and he just shit the bed. Yeah, that would have been a nice payday. Yeah, two hundred to one. Hmm. Whew. Deep, deep. But Dan was saying, he said, like, stadium was playing rough, dude. Like, he said it was, like, playing oh, yeah. so hard. He saw some of the scores that were coming out of there. Yeah, he said the greens I mean, were the just first day, super it was, firm. Oh, John Rahm was not happy. No, he was not. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Must have had a Olsen in his bag think, or something. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think he will be happy to be back on some Poana at Torrey because uh, he was not not digging 
Yeah. The he, the putting. He was just not setup. putting well at all. No. I mean, he, and they said it a couple of times, his speed was phenomenal. Yeah. He just wasn't getting the reads. Mm-hmm. Ah, let's see. So um, I had Zalatoris. He finished uh, sixth, tied for sixth. I got 92 points for that. Uh, Jeremy had Justin Rose. He finished T33. You got 20 points for that. Joe had Finau. T40, 12 points for that, which I I was like, you guys are both missing the cut because it was at seven. And I was like, man, they are, yes. Well, Fino had a good (laughs) Saturday. That's, yeah, I was worried about that. Yeah, that. And it, a three day cut that actually helps, you know, to because everybody had to play each course. Right. Uh, so through 14 events, uh, Joe 1,128 points, Jeremy 640, and here I come. Look out, Matt 542. So uh, look out, here I come. Yeah, right. Uh, FedEx Cup and OWGR top five through today, which is the 24th. Um, oh, by the way. Joe, happy belated birthday for everybody listening today. Yeah, belated today. Yeah, happy yes. birthday tomorrow, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama holds on to the top spot, followed by Taylor Gooch, Sung JM, Sam Burns, and Cameron Smith. And in the world rankings, there was a change. Uh, Rom is one, Marukawa two, Cantley three, DJ dropped to four. And Victor Hovland moved into the five spot after another solid showing in Abu Dhabi. Nice. All right, Jeremy, what do we got on tap this week? So coming up this week, we've got the Farmers Insurance at Torrey Pines. Awesome course. I mean, we, we were there eight months ago or so, but back at it. This time we'll get to see the North course. Uh, south is playing 7,700 yards. North, 7,300 yards. Par 72s, 500-point event, Patrick Reed's defending champ. Yeah, and this starts Wednesday. Controversial yeah. defending Controversial. champ. Controversial. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is a, this is a Wednesday it, it through Saturday. It bounced and plugged. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that was a year ago. I know, right? right? Crazy. Uh, DJ's making his debut for this event. I was just going to say, we he haven't seen him in a yet. while. Right? So, let's see what the uh, stealth does for DJ. Yeah, I'm Dude, excited. so I was, um, so Fujikara, I'm sorry, a little side note here. Fujikara just came out with their new Ventus TR shaft. And so TXG had a video, which was cool because Ryan Barath, they call him RB, uh, used to work for Golf WRX. And he has some amazing YouTube videos on how to set up your own workshop. So I've actually DM'd and chatted with him on making sure I had the, proper things set up for my measurements and everything on the bench. Um, so he was taking swings because Maddie's gone. Right. And, uh, his club head speeds, 105, 106 hits the ball, 270 carry. Uh, it was like really realistic numbers. Um, you know, not, you know, 325 carry with yeah. 126. Might it so unrealistic for the average golfer. Um, so it was nice to see somebody with a realistic swing hitting shots and getting the data. Um, but they were talking that Rory is playing Ventus Black in all his shafts right now. He plays the 70, he plays the 6X in his driver, 7X in his 3-wood, and 9X in his 5-wood. Wow. 
and you know that's tipped because it's short. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that is wow, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, all right. That was a side yeah. note. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> DP World Tour. We've got the Slink Dubai Desert Classic. Uh, this is probably the best one in Dubai. Really, it's it's the one with all the the skyline, the background. Emirates Golf Club, uh, seventy four hundred yards, par seventy two. A lot of big names still over there. Yep. So, yeah, this is probably my favorite European, or not European, DP World Tour event. Just, just incredible. Plus, it's on at night, so if you're up late, you can see it. So some killer views. Yeah, can't wait for that one. Um, and then LPGA Tour, Gainbridge PG, LPGA at Boca Rio at Boca Rio Golf Club, Boca Raton, Florida, sixty-seven hundred yards, par seventy-two. Um, that one's also a Thursday. That's a Thursday through Sunday. Same with DP. And then Corn Ferry, still in Bahamas. They were in Bahamas last week or Bermuda? I can't remember. Yeah, they're still in Bahamas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Great Abaco Classic, and it's it's actually going now. It's going we're on right now. This was another earlier. Sunday through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I guess they just do things different in the Bahamas. I guess. So, yeah. And then PGA Tour Champions returns uh, in February for the Chubb Classic. Chubb. The Chubb Classic. Hey, uh, so DP World Tour picked right up where they left off with their cool videos. Yeah. Um, they did the one-yard fairway, which I don't know if anybody watched that. Uh, it was Rory. Um, who Colin was Markawa it? and... Uh, the person who won. Why can't I remember? No, his name? no, no. It's uh, Ter- Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton, yeah. Uh, hilarious. Yes. So they put a one. Did you see it, Joe? I did not. There's a strip of fairway one yard wide going down a uh, a racetrack, and uh, they was they were trying to get the first person who could hit their drive and keep it in the landed and keep it in the fairway. Huh. It was fun to watch. It was. I, I love those videos. One of, my, one of my favorite ones of all time. Well, I got two favorite ones. One where they were uh, skipping the ball across and hit the gong on the other side of the lake. That was amazing. And then when they were doing the, uh, the skeet shooting, yeah. where they were throwing the skeets up and then hitting golf balls, that, those were amazing. They do the, I think the, they put out the best content. They do have oh, good content for it's, sure. I love great it. Great stuff. So, okay, so let's take our break and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Bob West, your Vegas golfing real estate agent. Over the course of a four hour round, I can help you with some tips to lower your scores. I can also help you with your goals when it comes to buying or selling a home anywhere in Las Vegas or Henderson. Reach out to me on Instagram at the Bob West. Or just send me a text at 605-881-5481. Give me a call. Let's play around. Whether you're driving for distance, pitching for precision, or putting to win it all, come to Las Vegas Golf Superstore to get custom fit for all your clubs throughout your bag. Hit a few balls and let our team show you the latest swing technology and data that will help optimize your game. Having each club tailored to become your gamers will help you start shooting lower scores. Let Las Vegas Golf Superstore help you make every shot the perfect one. Come in and get custom fit today. Las Vegas Golf Superstore, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Tea. 
Welcome back, everybody. So what's the last thing you bought at the Las Vegas Golf Superstore? Joe. Um, probably a glove. Jeremy. Balls Tees hat. Balls Tees hat. Ooh, what hat did you get? Uh, Titleist one. It was right before Arizona. Uh-huh, okay. It's been a while, though. I need to get in there again. I'm balls. I'm going to yeah. go in there uh, tomorrow, I think, and look for a uh, another 48-degree wedge option. Are you going right before 5-iron? I think they're closed actually early because I need I think some they close balls. At seven. No, I don't. I don't know when I'm going to go. Maybe in the morning. I know, but somebody else I want to mention is um, Empower Golf. Is that right? Am yeah. I saying that properly? That's right. Um, they're uh, interested in helping us out on the VGN uh, with the sponsorship. So I went in there today, talked to some of the guys, uh, setting up a meeting. Uh, we're going to sit down and, and talk some stuff. So you that's another. Get your get your golf game in shape place. Yeah. They've so. kind of got everything there. I know Casey goes and uh, Jim goes. Jim. Yep. Yeah, Jim's Jim. the one. Jim uh, doing his due diligence as a member of the VGN and that's awesome. Looking out for us. So, all right, uh, where is it? Look at this Instagram. You guys, ready? Yeah. Nod. Nod. Yep, nod. Yep. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, who you got this week? I'm going with Thrift Golfer. So this guy posts his thrift shop finds from Goodwill, thrift stores, Facebook, wherever you can get used stuff. Gary? Some, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah. just a lot one. of cool stuff. I mean, he's oh, got nice. some actually fairly new stuff that people just don't even think about and give away, and he's got a lot of old retro stuff that's probably worth some coin. Yeah, that some of those Berthas are pretty cool. Old Vokies. Mm-hmm. That old Cobra putter. Yeah, there's some cool stuff on here. Nice find. Nice. Yeah, I, I heard, I can't remember, we talked about this like last year. There was guys that were going to like Burlington and finding Jordan golf shoes and stuff like that. I've just never had the luck. I've never had the luck yeah. at all. You got to check Every time often. I, yeah. Yeah, you got to be, well, my friend James that lives in Phoenix, he does it for a living. Mm. And man, I mean, the amount of time that he spends out there, I mean, he makes a shit ton of cash, so it works for him, but the amount of time that he spends driving around, going to different stores, and it's it's crazy, and there's schedules and release times, and it's a whole nother world out there, but yeah, that's a great, that's a cool find. Anytime I go to a Goodwill place or something like that, the only thing I ever find are old-ass ping irons that are just destroyed. <laughs> I just find like McGregor and Links and yeah, just Wilson's. bad stuff. Just old shit. Okay, great pick, Jeremy. Thank you. Um, for me, I am going with, and I'm pretty sure we have not done. You guys have to correct me if we have, but uh, David Dusek. We done him. Pretty sure we have. I think, I think Jeremy did it. Did yeah. you? Well, he's That's getting okay, another. Though. He's getting another shot. Um, Equipment junkie, uh, works for Golf Week Magazine, uh, senior writer, course writer, has just outstanding picks from uh, tour bags, what what guys are playing. Um, he's got the new Titleist AVX cut open. He's got the new Wilson Triad cut open. And we talked about that. So if you're curious what that ball looks like, you can go to his page and see that. Uh, 
new uh, SM9s are out. He's got a couple photos of those. It's uh, one of those equipment sites if you're uh, excited about gear. Man, those Mizuno Pro uh, 221s look pretty good. You like those? I mean, those are the blades, mm -hmm. right? They look yeah. like the back looks like thicker than they actually are. But that's got to help with some forgiveness there, like that little low beef. That low mm -hmm. bubble. Yeah. Look good, though. You know who's got those. I told you. Go see mm. Jason. Yeah. He's got him. So that's mine. Joe, who you wrapping it up with? All right. So this week I chatted with this dude a little bit. Um, I sent you a video of uh, a video he did. Dude definitely has some love for this for the game of golf. Um, he loves Bandon. Uh, he's incorporated with that whole like Portland crew. It looks like. Um, but man, looks like a super nice dude and love the vibes. This is at the golf homie. Uh, and that's H-O-M-I-E. Um, supposedly planning a Vegas trip in, I think you said March. So, you know, we're going to try and link up. He might be at the solstice, but man, the dude the dude has a vibe. And, and he is definitely in love with the game. As much as anyone I've ever talked to. Seems super cool and has some cool videos abandoned. Said the place changed his life. And I can't wait to get up there. I know. I've been, I've been rehashing all my videos of late and and post them on on tiktok he, yeah uh, that video video you sent me was amazing yeah I, I i don't remember how i found him but some dude was because he's got that whole you know portland kind of vibe you know like the vintage golf gear and shit um mm -hmm. wearing a top flight hat some <laughs> some random dude hits him up and says like yeah you're golfing looking like a hobo or whatever and it was it was just like a little funny interaction on instagram but man like who cares what you dress like or whatatever on on the course man you love the fun. game yeah go have some fun enjoy the game the dude loves it and <laughs> it was it was a cool little interaction it was funny but yeah hopefully we can link up with him at some point seems like a really good dude check his nice. uh, check his page out so that'll do it for this week uh, look at that instagram I don't care if the sun don't shine I do my drinking in the evening time When I'm in Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Dude, the good weather's coming The good weather's coming The good weather's coming How was it out at Prim Sunday? It was nice I didn't go outside for like six days so. Got a little windy at times But um, it was good it wasn't too bad. Yeah, how about that wind Friday night? Was it Friday night that the wind was pumping? Did you get that at your house, Jeremy? Oh, Man, yeah. it was moving. Yep. Goodness yeah. I, I was worried about our round. Um, so the only Vegas thing that I really want to talk about is something that, you know, I talk about weekly, and that's the VGN. Uh, the 2022 season is upon us. Signups are taking place right now. I've been getting a ton of good feedback from the Instagram and Facebook ad that I ran. A lot of interest. A lot of people are reaching out. Um, I still haven't been converting those to signups yet. We got some social members coming. Uh, we've got the 
a Ryder Cup event that is going to take place a couple weeks from now against the crew from San Diego. So we're looking forward to that. And then the following week, the season kicks off. Um, Las Vegas National scared me today because he called me to confirm the date and times. And it was a different day and time. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not right. And then he goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm booked on the 19th. I got this Vegas Golf Network group. And I'm like, dude, that's me. oh 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 i'm sorry i got my numbers mixed up uh yeah you're fine thanks (laughs) like heart attack you know good grief so um all you vegas golfers that are out there if you're looking to compete in a monthly tournament through uh october for uh prizes and cash and fun stuff and uh you know hang out with a bunch of really good guys. The, the, the growth side is going to be ridiculous for this league. You know, I, I've been reaching out to some of the, the mini tour players that I know here in town and saying, Hey, look, if you're looking for some good competition, I know you guys like to compete at a higher level, but we have some serious sticks in the growth side. So come sign up, check it out, play in some events. And uh, it's been appealing to some of them, so we'll see see if that works out. But uh, and then on the net side, we got a bunch of guys signed up already, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, still a long ways away from our goal, so we need players. So if, if you're listening to this and uh, you're interested, uh, VegasGolfNetwork.com forward slash about. Check it out. You don't even need to do that. Just go to the main page, and then there's a link to tell you all about it. So that's all I got for that. You guys got anything that you want to chat about Vegas wise? I don't think so. Nice. No. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the odds and our locks for the farmers. Yeah. So your favorite is uh, John Rahm at six and a half to one. Justin Thomas, that. 12 to one. Xander, 15 to one. Bryson, 18 to one, along with DJ and Hideki. Uh, Tony Finau, Daniel Berger, 20 to one. Sam Burns, Scheffler, 22 to one. Sunjay, 28 to one. Zalas Horace, Mark Leishman, thirty to one. Brooks Kepka, thirty-three to one. Jordan Speed, thirty-five to one. Taylor Gooch, forty to one. Matt Wolf, fifty to one. Uh, Lanto Griffin played pretty well this past weekend, sixty-five to one. Joaquin Naman, seventy to one. Cam Davis, seventy-five to one. Jason Day, eighty to one. Ricky Fowler, hundred to one. Uh, Hudson Swafford coming off a win, one hundred and twenty-five to one. Uh, Ches Reeve and uh, Phil Mickelson, 150 to one. Cam Champ, 150 to one. Uh, let's go down here, and then at the bottom, uh, Paul Barjan, 300 to one. Sitting wow, he was right there this week too. He was sitting solo Bar-goon. at the bottom. Bar Barjuni. Barjan. He is all by himself. 300 yeah. to one. I'm gonna throw a couple um, bucks on it. Screw it. Yeah, news, yeah. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, uh, UNLV Rebel, Corn Ferry player, uh, has a sponsor's exemption. He is in the field. Nice. Race. Nice. And awesome. he withdrew in the first Bahamas event, so I don't know if mm-hmm. that was injury-related, that high score. So I'll have to reach out to him and see what was going on with that. All right, so um, let's see. Who won this? Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah, so I get to pick first. You know, Francesco Molinari showed up this past weekend, too, see, which was and, interesting. He's 70. Okay. I was complaining to you guys about this and I, you know, was pulling for Zalatoris one, cause I had him on a ticket, 
Um, and plus, you know, I wanted to catch up to you guys in the points. But he got zero coverage. I mean, yeah. zero. Yeah. There was, and now there was a lot of guys in contention. So I understand that that can cause a little bit of problem about them trying to get a camera on everybody. But they were showing the people in front of him and behind him, like all of their shots. I saw his two birdie putts after they happened. It's like, I, I couldn't believe a young player you know, that lit it up at the Masters, had to, you know, that really weird year where he didn't get on the tour because he didn't have, couldn't get points because of all the shit that took place, got no TV time whatsoever. And his interview after his 60, what was it, 61 he shot? Mm -hmm. was outstanding. He's a really good, young, level-headed kid, you know, and because they asked him what was his favorite birdie of the seven in a row. And he's like, oh, it was the last one because I hit that thing 30 yards into the other fairway and still made a birdie. It was amazing. You know, it's like that's stuff that I love hearing. So I was a little surprised that he got zero TV time. I just think NBC Golf just does a terrible job on the final rounds. Like if you're not on the first page of the leaderboard on the bottom of the screen, you are not getting much love unless you do something dope. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and they kept on showing Molinari, and I'm like, okay, Will shot a, a 61 the other day. He's in contention. He's looking for his first PGA Tour win, like these other guys. Who cares about Molinari? And they kept yeah. showing him over and over and over again. It's like, good grief. Like, he's chipping from off the green. Let it go. Can we get some some shots into the green? Yeah, I mean, the only reason to show Molinari is if you're going to talk about him screwing up at the Masters and putting it in the water, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> calamari. A little calamari. You need some marinara? Uh, you need some marinara, Francesco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good, too good. Okay, uh, so my pick for this week, um, I'm going to go with another hometown kid. Uh, the original wise guy, Aaron Wise. That is my pick. All right. And that you was he at seventy-five to one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, seventy-five to one. All right. So who finished second? Jeremy. Jordan Speed, thirty-five to one. Oh, that was quick. Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pull a little page out of Jeremy's book. Okay. Siwoo Kim, 50 oh, to 1. Wow. Played pretty damn well out in Palm Springs. A little BB Go. Oh, I did that backwards. Okay. A little BB, BB Go's showing up everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Showing up everywhere. The first podcast oh. to do a BB Go taste test. Guaranteed. Right? Chasing daylight. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> were. You know those you new ones. All, I'll I'll put that link in uh, the in the show notes so everybody yeah. go back and listen to that because that was a great episode. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get the new ones, Matt. The fa dumplings they yeah. are damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a Costco thing? It is a Costco thing. Yep. Damn it, I'm gonna have to go to Costco. Yeah, gonna have to go to Costco. All right, so I do have a deep thought I want to talk about. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, I had a conversation with Adam, just a short conversation, and 
what made this start boiling in my head is when we played at Lexington the other week, Joe, and the group in front of us just didn't know how to play golf. I mean, they knew how to hit a ball. They knew how to putt. They knew how to tee it up, all that stuff. But they didn't know how to play public, respectful golf. And it kind of got me thinking, and I know this is going to be a take that is not going to go over well in the golfing world, but I, I think somebody needs to say it. Can we stop growing the game? Can we just pause for a little bit? There's so many new players. There's so much new going on in the world of golf that I think if we don't get a handle on this now, some really bad shit's going to happen in the golfing space. Um, There's a lot of new people coming to golf courses that weren't there before interacting with people who've been there their lives. And those two mental states don't gel well. And it's, it's gonna, I have a feeling it's gonna get really bad before it gets better. And by stop growing the game uh, initiative, I would like to invoke is let's start educating the game. There's so many new players that just have no idea and it's difficult for them to learn because there's not a lot of people willing to take the time to do it. But I would love to get your guys' opinion on this push that the golf industry had for the last decade of growing the game. And let me tell you right now, the game is really fucking big. It is huge. Try to get a tee time. Try to find some new equipment. Try to order something from GolfWorks. Nothing is available. And a lot of the shipping issues and all that stuff goes on to it. But a lot of it also is because... There's so much golf being played. I was talking with Kenny Abalo, the president of the SNGA, and he's a member out of Southern Highlands. And he was telling me the wait list for members at that place. He goes, it's unheard of how large it is. The, the social membership there, they canned the golf. So you used to, if you were a social member, you got six rounds of golf on, for the year. They scrapped that. No, no more because they just don't have any room because there's so much golf being played. So what, what's your guys' thoughts on the current state of the growth of the game? I think you should have a driver's license before you can buy golf clubs. Like a golf license. A golf license? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So what? can you give some examples of what was going on that triggered this at Lexington? Um, so there was... They had three carts. There was four guys, three carts. And a lot of the time, they were all conjugated on one ball. One player gets out. One player's measuring. One player's looking at his distance. One player then hits. And then they all laugh, joke, talk, whatever. And then they all conjugate over to the next ball. And then the same thing happens. And then one guy was really bad. He chunked like a four shot. Four balls from one spot or something. Four balls from one spot. While the other guys could have all hit. You know, and then Julian almost killed him because um, yeah, he thought were they were mad gone. At Julian. Yeah, well, that was my mad. bad. I said, You're, "That's way far out there." And Julian crushes <laughs> his three wood three fifty. Uh, but it, it's just a, it's an. I, I don't think it's a ignorance thing. I don't think they were like, "Fuck you, we're just gonna do what we want to do. We don't care." Right. I just think it was 
they haven't been around golfers that know how to move around a golf course efficiently. Yeah. So in Utah, um, we, we had that issue. Um, it's, it's the Muni courses. It was, it, that's how the Muni courses were. We'd always joke like, this is why you join a country club, but also the public difficult courses didn't have that problem because a lot of the golfers, they steer clear of the courses that are harder, but here you just play where you can get a spot because yeah. every course is just packed. So correct. The courses that you're used to like Revere or Rio Seco or Paiute, they just book the times because that's what's available. It may not be the best course for a beginner to play, but there was a slot and they took it. Yeah. Um, no one, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a tough one here because people just play every course and yeah. They just stack the tee times. We have a lot of we have a lot of courses out here for I mean, not a ton, but we have a good amount of courses here for the population. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you just book whatever you can get. You know, I I mean, I do that too. But I think I don't know how people are actually getting into the game. But if I play with someone that's new and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm bad," I'm like, "Dude, that doesn't matter. I don't care if you suck at golf, but you got to keep up." play fast pick up when you need to have that self-awareness and know when it's time to pick up or just take your ball to the green or if you hit it out of bounds hit where i'm hitting from i i just think a lot of people are just jumping in and they're you know they don't have someone that that knows and i don't want to say it's like a respect thing but it's just i think it's just say self-awareness is you know, at a premium nowadays and anyway, and a lot of shit. So, yeah, but the thing that sucks about self-aware on the golf course is if you don't know. Right. Yeah. It's hard to be self-aware. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the golf courses really need to start educating their marshals a little bit better. Start, you know, seeing, start monitoring play a little bit better. Because right now, your tee sheets are full. You've mm -hmm. got groups. And, and the product that is being put out there is amazing for a lot of people. But it's going to start being disgruntled for a lot of people, too, because you get the guys that are so used to going out, playing their four-hour round, and now they're getting tied up. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, and especially if you get somebody that plays, you know, like in Texas or North Carolina or places where, you know, the, the T-sheets aren't full every day. You can call up, you know, Thursday afternoon and get a Friday morning tea time. They, you know, they're not used to seeing a crowded course, a five-hour round of golf, and they come out to Vegas and they experience that. It's just, I, I think that there really needs to be a push to go, okay, <laughs> we're big. Now yeah. we need to take all these people and let's figure out a way to teach them and educate them, you know, either it, with, with literature, uh, magazines are tough because they all have agendas, but the, the, the brands out there, the golf ball brand, what, what does every golfer buy? Gloves, tees, hats, balls, you know, those brands ha could do some benefit by, you know, just putting a little piece of paper inside with the rules of golf, pace of play, just, just stuff like that. That's going to get a hey, average golfer is going to take it and throw it away. Who cares? But you know, if there's some additional information in there, one, you're going to earn the respect of that player because 
you know, you open up a new box of golf balls and here's some literature about, you know, how to enjoy the game better. Um, they're gonna be like, whoa, they actually care, you know, and you never know though. You never know. I mean, we're, we're not dealing, we're, we're dealing with a whole different band of golfers now. Hey, you know, Hey, this may be somebody comes out one time and they never come back. This may be Joe Keith goes to top golf, falls in love and is addicted. You know, it, it's, there's, there's potential there to educate. And I think the golf world is falling very short on it. Well, I don't want to put the responsibility on, on these people, but I mean, for the, I mean, you got to think about how people are getting into the game, like Manolo, right? Like has Manolo done a pace of play video? Yeah. He has. Oh right. yeah. Well, he needs to yeah. do it again. Uh, and again, and Eric, again. And Eric again. Anders Lang, like, could come out with like a etiquette video and do it like cleverly or whoever the case. I mean, obviously the responsibility is not on them, but that could help because you got to think of how these people are um, ingesting their golf content. And that could be the forefront, the the, the front lines on the, on the war of uh, these amateur golfers. So the, so you talk about like Eric Anders Lang, uh, TXG, uh, my golf spy, all these, all these, brands that mass produce content for the masses, right? You say it's not their responsibility, but can you, can you say, yeah, it kind of is their responsibility. Yeah, but it's not all on them is what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, I'm not saying it's not all on them. It but is the res- it, it's if, the responsibility for all of us, but it's not just on their shoulders is what I'm saying. I would like to see them go, okay, let's, let's get in front of this. Yeah. Let's let's find some way that we can, you know, a, a weekly email. Uh, you know, they have. I mean, my golf spy for one that has so many readers and they have so much reach that I would be surprised if they put something out that uh, at least a majority of the readers didn't go, "Whoa, okay, never thought about that." You know, there, there's yeah. there's got to be an eye awakening moment for these players that don't have the crew that don't have the click that, you know, you know, your buddies will get on you if you're taking a long time. That's, that's not an issue, but I'd I'd be curious to know if this is, this is a problem as much as it is out here everywhere else. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Hey, so if, if you're listening to this and you live in a community where, um, you know, golf is blowing up like it is here in Vegas, SoCal, Oregon, wherever, um, let us know, you know, send us a DM, send us a message, let us know what's, uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods. We'd love to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, we literally we experienced this within the past 2 years. Like it it's has going, be- it's, it has become a problem out here. Yeah. Getting uh, tee times, real... pace of play, uh amateur golfers. It's just yeah, it's interesting. And I'm all for anybody picking up the game. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. not telling anybody don't start golf. If you want to start golf, start golf. I mean, I I sold one of my kids junior clubs to a guy today that he's like just absolutely thrilled because he's looking forward to taking his little daughter to the driving range now, you know? And I was like, yes, I'm so happy that I was able to bring that joy to your life right now. Um, so I'm all for that, but I, I don't think that's where the problem is. I think the problem is so many new players that just have no idea that they are causing a riff. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, you know, Definitely takes time. What do you think, Jeremy? 
I actually like your idea about throwing these little uh, flyers or whatever in your box of Pro V's or whatever it is. I think I think it's cool. I don't think it needs to be like, um, like a preachy thing. It's just kind of like here's a tip no. on how to you know play faster or here's a tip on how to improve you know with you know without taking five mulligans when you hit don't that shot. Don't be or whatever. that guy. Don't be this guy. You yeah. know, it's simple. Don't be this guy. Yeah, yeah. and I mean it's a tough. It's tough because a lot of people are unapproachable um, and they don't want, they don't want feedback. Imagine, I mean, nine times out of 10, if you go up and pull up to the group ahead of you and say, Hey, you can do this a little better. They'll be like, fuck you, get out of here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mind your own business. It's like, I mean, the marshals have a tough job. I mean, really ultimately I think the course is really responsible for making sure every, everything yeah. is followed. Marshals, with the course I used to play, the marshal, all he did was go around and find balls in the ponds. So yeah. there was no confronting. It was literally just him. I mean, nine times around. out of 10, the marshals are shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had, we had, I, you know, I do want to give credit to the one at, at Revere a couple of weeks ago because we had that group in front of us that was so slow and he sent them to the other side at the turn in front of us, you know, and he knew that they were holding us up and it, they were taking forever and we had said something twice and he's like, you know, I'm on it. He goes, and then we were on eight headed to nine and he goes, Hey, I sent them over to the other side. So you should be smooth sailing after this, you know, and we, and it was. And so, I mean, but that's, that's something that the marshals need to understand. Right. So yeah, I mean, awesome it, talk. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you're banking. I mean, well, you're, you're in charge of the experience of everybody that is on the golf course and there is, one to two groups on every hole and there is a stacked t-sheet t-sheet in the afternoon so you are responsible for the experience of all those guests and it, yeah. i mean it marshals are the first line of defense like no doubt yep yep i love the driver's license you need a golf license <laughs> i think bob yeah. mentioned that right. like you need we're gonna see we're gonna before your tea time. We're gonna look at you on the range. We got uh, this is our uh, our uh, uh, biased or unbiased uh, observer. Um, uh, we've noticed that you um, shank uh, ten out of twelve of your irons, and you haven't hit a fairway wood in the middle of the range. So we're gonna have you play the forward tees today. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think Bob mentioned that like you need to, you should have to have like a gin under ten to play in the mornings or something like that. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Or certain courses. I mean, you get people out there at you know some of these tough courses like, you know, again Rio or Cascada or wherever. Well, I mean, Cascada is different, but I mean people are just losing balls every single hole. Mm -hmm. They'll hit two drives, lose both, to go the drop by everybody, ball, hit another one, lose of, it. The amount of new balls you find at Cascada is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good ones too. Good ones too. Uh, well, like at Torrey Pines, you know, you want to play the south course from the tips? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. You nope. you got to be a stick, and you got to prove it with your gin, and you got to have 20 rounds within 30 days and be a, you know, plus two, I think is what it is, to play the tips there. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, but hell, who wants to go play 7,700 yards at sea level? But it's discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, that's a discrimination I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong there, so no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's 
skill levels are all over the board and it, it's not even about skill it's just about again self-awareness just knowing the etiquette of the game how to do better how to help each other in your own groups who cares if you can't hit a golf ball i mean you pick up after a certain number of shots and you're good like it doesn't matter yeah, that's and that's one thing I think with the new golfers they don't understand. You know, if you've hit one OB off the tee and then you hit another one and then you hit that one OB, just go up to the green and putt. You, mm-hmm. you know, you're obviously you're taking your max you can take on the hole. That's where knowing the golf rules is important. And you know, I think golf can do better. So golf, do better. I'm gonna try and do better. Maybe we'll make some uh, don't be that guy videos. <laughs> don't don't be this guy. <laughs> uh okay everybody so that does it for this week thank you so much for tuning in hey um i've been talking tiktok a lot lately but i i do want to say uh there is a chasing daylight podcast tiktok account i've started posting a lot more content of us out there golfing uh we love to talk the game but uh we actually can play um and jeremy and joe are really good so been posting a lot of videos of those guys myself some of the people we play with uh, so check that out. Um, a lot more golf content on there. I was kind of at a conundrum on what to post on that, but it's kind of working with just us, uh, you know, posting some videos. Got a little damn good putter video that I posted up there today. That's uh, that's pretty good. So be sure to check that out as well as Instagram, Chasing Daylight Podcast, and the website, of course, ChasingDaylightPodcast.com, where you can see all the episodes that we've had. There's a great guest list and and all the episodes there and the show notes and links and all that stuff you can find. So uh, we really appreciate you listening, uh, listening in. Um, give us a rating. Spotify, you can rate on Spotify now. If you listen on that, uh, iTunes, do that. And uh, we'll be back next week with another show. Until then, please make sure you get out and chase some daylight. Later. Later.